The Jim Channel Podcast, bringing you the big picture on geoscientific information management through interviews and discussions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our latest edition of the Jim Channel Podcast. We have a very special episode for you recorded from the trade show floor at the world's premier mineral exploration conference this year, PDAC 2020. This particular episode features a live recording of our annual panel discussion where we invited experts from the mineral exploration industry to join our CEO, Alison Atkins, in discussing all of the latest topics influencing our industry, particularly around data and technology. This year's panel discussion theme was data. How is it leading the change in people, process and technology across the mining industry? So sit back and take a listen as Alison introduces our panellists. And remember, we'd also love to receive any feedback you may have. So please feel free to leave a review or feedback via Apple Podcasts or your own podcast player. Thank you, everybody, for coming. So this is our panel discussion around data, how it's leading change in people, process, and technology across the mining industry. So we have three fantastic people who have volunteered to be part of our panel today, one who is a repeat offender as well from last year. So thank you, guys. So I'll just do a brief introduction for our three panellists. So starting with Maggie. So Maggie Curry is the Computer and Applications Geologist and Database Manager at Centera Gold. Um, highly skilled in information management for the analysis and evaluation of geoscientific data. She's currently rolling out the Acquired Gem Solution globally for all of the Centera exploration projects. So thank you for coming along again, Maggie. Secondly, we have Jason Koza. So Jason is the Director for Information Technology at Hard Bay Minerals. Jason provides leadership for Hud Bay's international information technology teams and is responsible for providing Hud Bay with reliable, scalable, secure and cost-effective IT solutions. So thank you for coming along, Jason. And lastly, but not leastly, we have Joel Romanchuk. I got that right, I think. He's the Regional Manager for Exploration for North America for Vale. Joel's a professional geologist with over 25 years with varied experience within the mineral exploration industry. So I guess the key thing today is we're going to be talking about the importance of data and what that means within one of the mantras at Acquire, which is people, process and technology. So each one of these guys have actually been associated with Acquire for a long period of time and in their own rights are experts in the industry within that gem space. So I'm going to start off the questions and I'm going to start with you, uh, Joel. So how is data helping increase productivity and minimising costs from your perspective? I think um, the, uh, the the business case for, uh, for 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 data and for innovation uh, is uh, it, it, it is more than just a, a business case of of productivity mm. uh, and cost savings. I think that depending on where you are in the space in the mining space uh, and how you use your data, the the. Yeah, the business case really needs to be based on those things, um, but but really see what what is the what is the leverage that you can get out of individual solutions, uh, and and depending on where you are in the space, that could be uh, improvement in your people processes. It could be improvements in safety or for exploration. That could be in in chances at discovery, mm. and so that really blows your business case up. 
yeah. right? It really takes that uh, from a, a cost savings or a, a, a resource savings and, and can really make that into, uh, you know, uh, something that really, uh, uh, you know, can promote and bring consensus on uh, on the buy-in for innovation. Mm -hmm. so, so I and I guess that's, that's probably a key thing, the word buy-in there, getting buy-in across the organization and with key stakeholders. So is that something that you're seeing within your organization, getting that buy-in? And it does come down to costs and, it, and it looking does. at process and, and, improvements. And normally you're looking at that. You're looking at the, these solutions. Normally they're pretty well vetted out. They're, 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 uh, they're, they're, they're industry standard or they're approaching that. And so usually that part, the, the, the ability to show the cost and uh, savings production increases uh, is, is, is sort of standard. And then it's matching the upside of that particular thing to what it can do for you on that on that upside, on that you know, blue sky sort of side, uh, whatever, uh, whatever position that is, uh, to, 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 to actually get it done, to get it implemented and gain consensus uh, inside a, a, a big organization. Yeah, absolutely. So Jason, what are your thoughts around this? Well, it's a little bit different. Yes. Um, different perspective, though. Um, information's sort of, you can do manual information, you can do manual data. What we're seeing is a lot of our um, improvements are coming from clipboard. Mm -hmm. Sending somebody down with a stopwatch and a clipboard and manually recording data to use and leverage for performance optimization. So understanding telemetry of how long is your haul cycle in an underground operation. Um, the, so now we're looking at, okay, can we, can we digitize that? Can we now put sensors on machines and sensors on equipment or locations or maybe even a pump so that we now know where that piece of equipment is when we need it versus calling 12 people to try to find a piece of equipment. So improving that efficiency of our operation will allow us to improve our, our throughput. We're also using advanced analytical pieces. Um, so some of the advanced analytical stuff we've done is in our Constantia operation. Uh, we, we used uh, fragmentation cameras um, to optimize our concentrator. And we saw literally overnight 10% uh, improvement in ore capacity in our mine. Wow, that's, so, that's impressive. So it's using little technologies like that like it's very it says it's I say it's little technology so it goes from the little stuff of the clipboards to the advanced analytical stuff like the uh, fragmentation cameras mm -hmm. to putting an iPad in a supervisor's hand so you talk about information is providing people with accurate information timely in their palm of their hand is what they're looking for now um, we've all seen the miner with the satchel with the <laughs> yellow satchel that they carry all the papers in we're trying to eliminate that satchel that they carry around and give it to them on an iPad now going yeah. forward. Okay, fantastic. And Maggie, from your experience? Well, I'll even go back onto us even a different perspective in a smaller scale, you know, from operations down to exploration. And I think one of the things that has been of most value for us is just the change in workflow. You know, so we've gone from, you know, the, the paper logging and your, your satchel and walking around and mapping and now we can have 
validity to that information. So it's easily entered, you run from your planning to your drilling to your, your logging and into your analysis. And it's accessible and available for new ideas. Mm. I'll keep it short. So that's no, a no, long can, question. No, no, can keep it We've got time. <laughs> Okay, so I'll move on to the next question. So I guess following on from that, I mean, the spark in innovation within the mining industry, what, um, what, um, what part do you think data plays in that? Data plays a big role, you know. So now I think because we're able to have such accessibility and centralizing all of our information that people are able to spend less time um, fixing it and you know messing around with it and trying to figure out how they can use it or is this real or you know will I be able to integrate this with anything else um, that I think it's allowed people to look at things in different ways and make that a data available to do more um, innovative things like machine learning and now you're ready to upload that to to algorithms and be able to look at things a different way. Yeah. And so in Centura, are you using a lot of AI ML <laughs> at present? <laughs> we are preparing. It's all about preparing for the future. Yeah. Um, when Because we've moved from, you know, a couple of years ago from Excel spreadsheets and access databases, and we still have Excel spreadsheets that we're still moving out and paper. Um, so it's all a matter of making it accessible, validating it, moving it to a platform that you can do more with it, um, making it accessible. So, you know, now it can be, you can see everything on your phone, but there's still a lot of information mm -hmm. and you have to have the proper expertise to mm -hmm. be able to get that far. And it's preparing. We're, we're getting ready. Absolutely. So I'll pose the same question to yourself, Jason. So with regards to innovation and the role data plays? Well, here in the mining sector, we strive to be first to be second. <laughs> that is us in the mining sector when it comes to innovation. That's what we want to do. We want to be second in everything. We don't want to be first one there. We want to be the second one there. So it's... When we talk about data and innovation, yeah. we wait for it to be proven. Everybody ch is challenged with this in our sector. That's uh, why we're getting ready. <laughs> so get, somebody else can do it first. You get ready. Um, but you talked about ML and AI. We did a pilot project. Be prepared to fail. That's my one point of advice. Be prepared mm -hmm. to fail with R&D. Um, and be prepared to fail fast and just give up on it. Don't try to run it out to the nth mile. Um, ML projects, preventive maintenance projects, they're difficult. The analytics are not there yet. So the more people that fail at it and the more data points are gathered, the more innovative things will become. So data plays a key part in that. Yeah. And so you mentioned um, being second. Do you feel the mining industry is starting to look outside mining to, to capitalize on what other industries are doing? Absolutely. So <laughs> that is actually in my role description. Look to external sources outside our, our environment to tell us, you know, what's happening in peer industries. 
Great, fantastic. So again, Joel, the same question as opposed to the other two. So this is around technology sparking and and what uh, role data plays with from your perspective. Well, I think some of it's around uh, internal company education on what data is, right? We think about data, uh, data scientists, uh, geoscientists, um, uh, engineers, they understand that data is, uh, you know, runs from things that are, are static to things that have, uh, you know, dynamic things that are coming in all the time, uh, but also that our, our um our use of that runs all the way from uh, storing or or just letting it fly by us mm. all the way to very active usage mm. um, and and then from paper to really advanced uh, sensors analytical data and so for us we understand that I think I think that the the the, quite often data is thought of as, uh, as, as a thing outside of those who know. And they say, oh, well, just send me the data or just throw me the data or, or oh, you have data, right? Mm. And uh, with, without really thinking much about it. And it, it's important uh, uh, to, for, for, for an education process mm. to go on as this becomes more and more uh, uh, a part of our, our, our industry and, and of the world um, and, and, and those words are getting used more and more and it's a lot like uh, what's going on in the world with, with, uh, with facts, right? Uh, you know, data is facts and, um, and, and they can be twisted and they can be changed, they can be used um, and so, so some of it is around that. And that way, through that education, that's how we can build consensus and get innovation moving. With regards to machine learning and uh, uh, analytics, um, you know, we just uh, we just signed an agreement to to be second or, or close to it. So we just signed an agreement to do a really large initiative with uh, with with uh, Watson from IBM Watson for mining, uh, which we've been working on for two and a half years because we wanted to be first, but we strove really hard to be second or third or fourth, um, which is true. Um, but but it's also about choosing. Right. When you're going to do it, um, you, you really need to make sure you avoid failure where you haven't properly educated that it's likely that you're going to fail. Mm. Um, because if you do, then that failure can be a success because it's part of a process. If that failure is, is touted to be already in the books, it's, it's, it's software or, or it's, it's, uh, it's code that's already there and works, um, usually it's not, usually it's not, usually it's not there yet, right? What, mm. what they say out in the industry or what a, a, a service provider will say you can do with data, uh, it usually isn't quite there yet either. And so we have to we have to educate to be able to to, to keep doing it. Otherwise, we're, we'll always be second or 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 last. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So I guess just leading on from there, um, you, you talked about quality data and truthful data. So we're moving into an environment where there's a lot of digitization. So there's a lot of data that's coming in that hasn't been collected from the stereotypical geologist in the field. What do you think the risks are associated with all these different types of data that are coming in that are in those digital formats? 
there, there's a lot of risk around uh, around data and and, uh, um, and and understanding that 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 data is a big spectrum of things mm -hmm. is is part of it uh, part of the the understanding of, of the, the the qualification of that data uh, you know where did it come from what's the quality of it what's the reliability and the precision of that data um, but also around the security of that data how important is it um, you know how uh, uh, confidential should it be uh, what can we use it for and what can we trust how much can we trust it and uh, I think th that is uh, is is one of the biggest um, uh, risks not only uh, to the adopters but also uh, that we won't adopt, that will mm. take forever to do this again. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I guess this is probably a good question for you, Jason, given your role, looking at um, digitization and the risks and security around Well, a lot, of it's, a lot of it's standards, right? Um, I'll share an example of, I had a geologist find this file the other day, and, and it's this old program we can't find. It was. No, I have it. <laughs> you probably do, but I don't have license for it. <laughs> so, it's getting that data out of those non-standard systems, those non-typical systems, and putting it into a standard format. Yeah. We need to do that before we archive. So, from a security perspective, I can have all the security I want in the world. Mm -hmm. If I can't ever read the data, absolutely. The project's done. Right, yeah. like so, you've got you got a project with all this data sitting in a, an orphaned program um, that we can't install anymore because of security reasons. Now what? Now where? So it's important to make sure that you're evolving your data with your platforms you're using. Um, chain of custody of data that's extremely important to me, um, being that. That's one of my accountabilities is security, um, but it's also the securities of our 43101s. Um, understanding and educating our auditors that, mm. wait a minute, where is the source of the 43101 data coming from? And them looking at, um, I just saw the Hexagon guy here, um, the, the Mindsight product and saying, oh, you're not controlling the keys on Mindsight. Why does it matter? Mm. It's like Microsoft Word. If you're looking at the, the documents and that's the signed piece of paper, then you need to understand where the chain of custody is on that path of data. So it's, it's very important from, mm. from all types of security perspectives. Awesome, thank you. And Maggie? I guess it's, I just have to keep on building. We've, we've done security and reliability. Um, and then I think probably one of the, the risks is just too much information. You know, there's only so much that, you know, that we can actually manage and making sure that you're not spending your time, um, you know, doing things like the old archival data that's on an old floppy disk in like Geolog 1.21. Is that actually of value? Has that already been, you know, has that already been digitized? Who, where did that come from? Why did they do it? How are you going to be able to use it? And so as we are taking some of this older data and bringing it into the digital form, it, we, we risk the, um, the ability to do anything with it. 
you know, and until we get to that stage with like the machine learning and the AI, it's all still part of that getting ready for it. And then taking the time to make sure that anything that you are spending your time putting into a digital format needs to be put into a digital format and that you're going to be able to use it and have the standard on how it's being done, the information about the information, and then making sure that people understand that there is information about the information, mm. you know, so. Yeah, and I guess that's a pretty critical point that you're making there as well, because I mean, we're collecting so much data these days, but if you don't have an intent that's mm -hmm. clearly defined, you're spending a lot of money on something that you're not using. Yeah, so. there can be lots of value in that old guy's box of maps in his basement you know and he could have some great targets on that but has that already been done probably or how many different versions does he have so if you don't have the proper person to assess it like in the proper workflow and format to make that assessment before it goes in we need to step back sometimes yeah. doesn't all need to be there Absolutely. i love it though give me a map anytime <laughs> Bring me your mask, okay. bring your boxes. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. I've got a couple yeah. hundred. <laughs> okay. So I guess just um, getting back to people process technology, I mean, with the digitization and the volumes of information that you're collecting now, how do you feel individually in your individual organizations you're preparing for this and from a personnel perspective, enabling your teams to be responsive to this? Well... I think it's still a matter we need to, with these types of uh, workflows and just this information, we need to make sure that we have the people. You know, it's a lot of it is in making sure you have enough people and the right team and you're managing any kind of change. You know, and so making sure that uh, whoever is going to be using this information and disseminating it out, they understand why they're doing it and then how this is going to help them. Um, and I think that's like sort of the change management ends up being a, a big challenge, but can be managed. Mm, absolutely. And I guess that's what we're seeing. The, geo the geology role stereotypically is changing as well. They're becoming more that data analyst unless the, the field geologists, maybe they're going and logging a portion of the, the, the drill hole associated with the digital data they're collecting as opposed to logging everything from the start to finish. So it's mm -hmm. a, the role itself is evolving as we see it already yeah. today. And to get the buy-in as well because sometimes we have different generations mm -hmm. and then they understand, well, back in the day I didn't need a, a Bluetooth on my GPS to connect to my, to my app. I went out with a chain and I... <laughs> I suffered and so why why can't we do that but once they you know actually see the benefit of doing some of these things and it makes uh, that's how you can get the the buy and then they can see it on their phone oh he just went and collected these samples you know it's perfect absolutely so from your perspective Jason at Hud Bay Minerals um it's really around scalability for us um, to scale both from a personnel perspective, mm -hmm. but also from looking to commodities that are scalable. Mm -hmm. So looking for vendors to partner with that have a commoditized data processing practice. Um, we will never hire data scientists. Well, don't quote me on that because we probably will in the yeah. near future. But, <laughs> um, but data science isn't something we as an organization do or want to do well we want to make copper make zinc mm. and gold hopefully really soon <laughs> um so that is what we 
are here to do. So when I talk about scalability, we look to partner with those Amazons and Googles and and acquires and, and acquires <laughs> um, to to provide that uh, flexibility and nimbleness mm. to our organization. Absolutely, fantastic. And Joel, from your perspective at Valley. Um, well, I guess uh, I'll, I'll do the sort of basic one, which is uh, uh, hire correctly and uh, train correctly, mm. mentor, um, poach, maybe. <laughs> um, uh, but but also you, we're, we're quite different there. We've actually just gone through an analysis where we had our our typical path of uh, okay, a, 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 you have a geologist, uh, they're a junior. Uh, GIT, then they're a junior, then they're a project, then they're a blah, 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 right, right up to chief or king or whatever. And then uh, and then you had uh, maybe the same thing, but in more of a management, there's some of split there. And now we have it as well where we split and we have a digital path. And that that is because we are hiring uh, uh, what we would call a digital geologist. Wow. But, but there's a little warning in there too. You don't want to do this too early. You can set them on the path. You can think about someone who's a young geologist or someone who's, who you're recruiting out in the market and think about where they, they might fit. But you probably don't want to set them on that path from birth. You want to make sure that they can understand what you do as a, as a group. And, and the best ones are the ones that came to that somewhat naturally rather than, than another way yeah. around. Um, because that's, that's what we have. That's what we sort of inherited as we start this data journey or started this data journey. Um, what was that? People who did something else before or came to their experience some other way. Um, although we are seeing more of that uh, in, in, the, in the younger recruits that, um, that, that's, uh, that that's more often an avenue that a young geology student mm -hmm. or geology graduate wants to go. Absolutely. If we don't have any other questions, I just wanted to ask everyone to put their hands together and thank Maggie, Jason and Joel for participating in the panel today. Uh, we will be having drinks coming very shortly, so stick around, chat to the three panellists as well whilst they're still here. And once again, thank you guys for participating and we will be bringing you back next year. You've been listening to Acquire's podcast, The Gym Channel. Find us at acquire.com.au.